Happy Wednesday, Unwoke Nation, and we'd like to welcome you to episode 22 of The Unwoke Show, where free speech is welcome, all subjects are on the table, and your boy Rich and Tim bring you the latest information every single week, every Sunday, for your enjoyment. I'm your co-host, Rich, well, along with my co-host, Tim. How you doing, Tim? Good, and you Rich, man? Doing great, doing great. Hey, guys, we definitely hope you've been enjoying these episodes, and also, I know we got pretty heated last week, and also, that was a... Pretty good one also, but uh, but hey, we definitely hope you guys have been enjoying it. Hey, if you ever have any questions and love to hear some comments, definitely make sure to reach out to us at feedback at unwokedtheshow.com. That's feedback at unwokedtheshow.com. Love hearing from you guys. Love us, hate us. We definitely want to hear from you guys. We definitely appreciate you listening every single Wednesday. So guys, uh, for this week on episode 22, uh, we're actually going to... I guess a little bit with uh, everything coming into the sports and also and and right now where we're actually in the midst of the Women's World Cup 2023 and also that every four years comes up and also but today's episode is called Just Play USA When Will Sports Stop Being Political? So to kind of give you guys a little bit of a background right now um, so I guess we just got done uh, officially today um, the teams where that have been uh, invited to or qualified to where so are now uh, about to go into the final 16 of the group stages, but as most people know, if you or if you have me anywhere in the world, you know how big soccer is, where and especially with women's soccer, how women's soccer in the United States, where has done a, a very good job. I think they are the two-time defending uh, World Cup champions, where did win in, in 2019, and also. But um, it seems like the U.S. women's team has gotten a lot more controversy as of late since this tournament started about a week ago. So in um, and really, it all kind of started with their first game against Vietnam. And uh, what really grabbed people's attention was not so much the win, but it was more about what they did during the national anthem, which was nothing. Uh, that's been a hotly, uh, hot, uh, hotly contested um, topic. It's not just women's soccer where we have seen that, right? We've seen that, that is true, right? We've seen it in the NFL yes. uh, as well. You know that all started with uh, Colin Kaepernick taking a knee. Mm-hmm. Um, more about uh, protesting of the use of excessive force against uh, black people when you have them on the ground. Um, it then turned into um, other NF- black NFL players following suit um, in sh- show of support um, for the black community. And the original intent, I think we would all agree, was more about driving awareness um, Mm. for what was going on. Um, But now it has become so polarizing from a politics standpoint, um, whether it's not putting your hand over your heart during the national anthem or even standing for the national anthem, right? You're doing, you're, um, you're protest, you're silently protesting something um, based on your platform or whatever, uh, whatever that is. Right. Right. And, um, and it's been tough sledding for the U S women's team, right? They, um, they won against Vietnam, right. And yes, they then, did. uh, they had two draws. Yes. One against the Netherlands and then Portugal and seeing the highlights of that video, the U S should have lost. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, I, I, so uh, the game was like at 3 a.m. in the morning. Uh, so so it was definitely uh, very early for us here in the United States and all. And I was able to try to catch 
the at least the last uh, the second half of the game, and I woke up just in time to be able to catch the last of it. And I mean, you know, the play where I mean, the Portugal had them on the ropes. They really, really did. The United States had several opportunities between corner kicks and and uh, free kicks were to uh, basically take the lead or do something like that, and were not able to do it. And also, but I think the biggest play came. Uh, came aware so is when uh, Portugal's player uh, Anna Capita, I hope I'm saying her name right, uh, was actually uh, getting behind three defenders and she took a shot, but unfortunately she missed a shot because the ball hit the post and did not go. And that would have been a game winning shot, you know, to end it. So the way it was supposed to happen, the way it, it, w- it would have happened that it's like the U.S. needed a winner or a tie to be able to be one of the two teams to advance out of their group. And had uh, they not done it in Portugal, had Portugal won, they would have been one point ahead in the group and actually would have eliminated the United States from the World Cup. Well, it's interesting that um, the U.S. women's head coach, Vlatko and uh, and Donovsky, admitted his side did not play well against Portugal. Mm. And it goes on to say that... um, a TNT uh, soccer analyst and U.S. women's national team great Julie Foudy told CNN, they just haven't been clicking. The thing I keep coming back to is it doesn't feel like there's a lot of chemistry. Yeah, and, and the things that, you know, I, I'm a, uh, for those of you guys who don't know, I mean, I'm a big soccer fan, so I do like to watch it, you know, whenever I get a chance, or especially whenever it's the men's or women's World Cup, I just like to watch and also, uh, but yeah, you could tell where so just something was just not right with how the players are are being and also and I guess it kind of leads back to our question, you know, that we have about, you know, the politics of it all. So, I mean, I know they have their their captain aware who um their captain um uh Mega Raponi and also who's a big advocate of different social justice type things. And I guess some people are asking the question about how much is how much of the political and the social stuff is really playing on the team and also because as I mentioned before, you know, the controversy started with the national anthem and, you know, you had players up there. So, and none of them were singing the songs on them had uh, their hands over the heart. In fact, according to here, it says uh, the players that were standing there doing the national anthem, five of the 11 players stood with their hands over their heart. Only three players on the team, Julie Ertz, Alyssa Nair and Lindsay Horan actually sang the national anthem. And, to, to see that, I think, you know, had basically Twitter blowing up of people being extremely angry, saying like, wait a minute, you're representing this country, and yet, you know, you're trying to make a political view that, you know, as if you don't even like it. In fact, um, I heard from someone elsewhere that I guess uh, one of the big stars on the team, especially from the last World Cup, Alex Morgan, or so from what I understand, they say she doesn't even come out of the locker room wow. when the last one, I mean... I don't know how much more disrespectful outside of Mega Pony saying she'll never stand for the national anthem ever again. Now, this is also the same lady in 2019 when they won the World Cup on national television, basically in this case, international television, when one when holding up the American flag, she actually threw it on the ground. Two other players, her teammates actually picked it up. And I think they really affected their, their fan base when that happened. Yeah, just get out of my country. Yeah. Bottom line, get out of my country. I mean, it, it, the, yeah. the coach should have benched those five who weren't participating. You represent this country. Whoever is in the locker room, you're off the team. You're off the team. Right. 
you're, you're done, go home. Um, and it's interesting because the U.S. women's, their three matches at the tournament has been the worst group stage performance in World Cup history. Wow. No team has ever won the competition having picked up so few points in the preliminary stage. Yeah. In advance. I mean, it's like, because literally when you see the final, I mean, Portugal, I mean, like I said, for those guys who don't know, it's like, you know, you, you know, they try to go on a point system. So for every win, you get three points, you get a tie for one and no points like that. So Portugal lost advancing by one point. All they needed to do was win. And they came back close and to see how distraught, you know, uh, Capita for Portugal was to know she came that close. And not to mention uh, Portugal, if I understand correctly, was one of eight teams that was making their first ever appearance in the Women's World Cup. And so you can imagine how much of a how much of an upset to be able to do that. So, but you see, the the bigger thing where it comes off is like, and there was that was also the talk about this last game against Portugal, is that after the game, now they had actually tied it nil. So so because the uh, U.S. got that extra point, you know, they were criticized as the U.S. team was actually criticized because they were shown on television after the game, they're celebrating, they're laughing, they're smiling, they're taking pictures with their fans, and also. And one person that showed a lot of disapproval of this was a Fox Soccer analyst and also former women's national team player, Carly Lloyd, and also who said after the game, she was very, uh, very happy. And uh, in seeing that scene on television of them doing the celebrating and all the other stuff, she said, quote, there's a difference between being respected, uh, respectful to the fans, saying hello to the family. But to be dancing and smiling, I mean, the player of that match was the post. Right. You are lucky not to be going home right now, end of quote. Well, Coach uh, Andonovsky said it's insane for anyone to question the team's uh, commitment um, when it comes to playing. But um, you've watched more of it than I have. But I, there have, I've seen a lot of posts on Twitter about this. Um, and even Megan Kelly blew up. Oh gosh! Right? She called them an embarrassment. If I understand, that was the correct word. Wow. Yeah, an embarrassment. I mean, you know. Uh, and didn't she go nuts about you know not standing for the national anthem or not covering the heart? You know. Yeah. And to show respect. Yeah, I mean, she wasn't knocking the five girls who actually did do that. Right. You know, who actually were covering her heart, and the girls who were singing. You know, the three ladies who were singing, and also. Um, you know, they so she wasn't knocking them, but for but for the rest of them, it's just kinda like, you know, you're standing there and you're not saying you don't have your hands up and like that. I mean, it's just kinda like, really? These are the best people. So and that's the funny about it. So the first game, I didn't watch the first game at all. Cause like I said, you know, I was already mad aware after the last World Cup and watching them just, you know, uh show disrespect towards the flag and all. So I kinda made the decision I wasn't gonna watch anymore. So basically it's like, you know, I missed the entire first game. You know, but once I what's the next day after that, the only thing I was hearing online was about how was about the national anthem. I'm like, well, wait, did they win the game? Just like that. I mean, what happened? And so after doing some research, that's what I found out that I mean, how, how people were very upset by seeing that on national television and then starting to go through some of the remarks that people were saying. I mean, uh, Tim, they were all over. I mean, they were ever It's like, you know, hey, if, if you hate this country, you shouldn't be here. Don't represent us. You're an embarrassment. I mean, I'm I'm reading message after message and tweet after tweet of people that were fans. And all of a sudden, a lot of them are saying it's like, 
I'm not watching you anymore. I hope you, I mean, you literally have, and, you, and you've seen some of them as well. You have people who are saying who are Americans, such as, you know, are saying, we actually want them to lose. Yeah, that's, when you've got your own country telling you you want to lose, that, that should be an eye-opener to say, okay, we really have a problem. But aren't most of these players from California? Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, there you go. California, yeah. New Jersey. Libtards. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, a states bluer than a Smurf. Yeah, I mean, real. I, I hate to say it this way, but say the U.S. loses. Mm-hmm. It'll be in the news. They didn't put the effort. But then eventually the country will just kind of forget about them. Yeah. Right, yeah, in, in their little biodome of where they feel that they're important. For Thirty days, yeah, it'll it'll shrink mm-hmm. even further, right? right? I mean, it's not because it's women's soccer. No, it's because it's the player themselves, and they will ultimately lose relevance, right? Um, and I don't know if any of them are thinking about what their legacy is going to be if they get bounced. What is it on Sunday they play? Yeah, so so Sweden on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, so based on the fixtures that they're going to do, is uh, they'll be playing Sweden, which Sweden is the third ranked team in the world. You know, they do the world rankings for all the in, in, uh, in, international teams, and so yeah, Sweden is there. And from and even before the game ended between the U.S. and Portugal. The play-by-play color uh, and color commentators were all saying the same thing. They were like, you know, if the U.S. is going to play like this, and they said based on the way Sweden played their last game, which apparently based, it sounds like they played pretty dominant, where they're saying it's not looking like the U.S. is probably going to advance past that first round. Well, I mean, you know, in time, I think um, if they lose, like I said, there'll be a lot of cri- a lot of criticism. Uh, in the media, there'll be a lot of people saying, I told you so, or, hey, I'm glad they lost because of uh, their political bullshit yep. and their antics. Um, you know, I look at it, at it this way. I mean, they're eventually going to fade like Mike. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're just going to fade out, disappear. Yeah. Um, so if your legacy is going to be that uh, your politics got in the way mm-hmm. of your performance, you know, decisions have consequences. Like I've always told my kids, um, if anything, I hope somebody has had a coming to Jesus talk with them and said, put your bullshit aside. Yes. Get your heads out of your asses. It's time to play soccer. Um, you know, just as a player, but, you know, tonight's topic about the politics in sports, um, it just feels like politics permeates every yeah. aspect of sports. And it, and it's not women's, not just women's soccer. Um, look at what happened with the PGA Tour and live. Yeah. Right. Um, the politics behind that. And the money. Right. Right. And the money, you know, to your point, um, you know, the, L- the NFL, you know, mm-hmm. the politics that it had surrounded. Um, and I would still argue on on a certain level, it's, you know, Colin, you know, the Colin Kaepernick situation. It 
I still think the NFL is experiencing somewhat of a hangover um, from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's pretty obvious that the NFL is definitely investing in diversity, equity, and inclusion, like what we talked about last time, right? Um, but even players themselves are injecting their own political biases into it uh, right. as well. You know, same with Major League Baseball, right? I mm-hmm. mean, the steroid era. Right. Right, that's happening now. Or not now, that was happening um, in the debate on whether Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame, right? right. And all the controversy in and and I guess you could even make a case for um, Pete Rose, right? All the politics that has surrounded that, even though he committed the cardinal sin, it wasn't the getting into the Hall of Fame. Wasn't that based on merit of play of play versus mm-hmm. off the field? And even when you stick with baseball, you know what you said uh, in episode before and everything about the, the pitch for the for the Toronto Blue Jays and everything, right? So the whole apology theory. Uh, the apology parade and stuff like that only to be let go again because of his his views on you know lgbt and all this other stuff and i was just like when does the politics get out of it? well that's and that was toronto kate you know um crumbling mm-hmm. or trying to save face mm-hmm. um you know fearing the woke backlash yep right uh from that um and so it, it just it's unfortunate in today's society that politics exists in some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you're on a world stage like this, mm-hmm. it's just borderline childish the way you're behaving. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing about it. You know, I'm sure just like it is in probably many of you guys country, whenever you can ever have, you feel like you are sending the best of the best of of your own community to represent your country. You have you want to be able to have a sense of, of pride. Where I you know I sit there and I watch the Olympics. You know I go ahead and I watch the Olympics, and when I'm seeing some of our athletes or you know any athlete, no matter where they are, and they're standing up there on the podium and they've worked four, eight, twelve years, whatever it is, to stand up there with a gold medal around their neck and they're still up there and they're hearing their national anthem. The rest of the world is watching them. Their countrymen are watching them and they're crying their heads off. You know, so, I mean, if, if you, you know, we talk about, you are just talking about the United States, but, you know, if anybody got the chance and maybe some of you guys did or if you get to hear, if you were able to um, see when Vietnam, who was another team where who's making their first appearance in the Women's World Cup, I mean, the, all of them were singing Hand over heart. I mean, they were singing their country. You know, uh, it's like Portugal too. Right. I mean, yeah, they were singing their hearts off. You know, so playing that, knowing that you know this might be their last games like that, but they were just so proud to be Portuguese. And it, you know, I remember watching that. And I'm going like, why can't our girls do that? Yeah, because they're just over entitled crybabies at this point, mm-hmm. right? I mean, could you imagine at any point during some of the dream team or the redeem team, if they pulled any of that oh, crap, man. could you imagine the, the, the backlash that would have come? I would hope not only from their own players and the coaching staff, yep. um, but from the league mm-hmm. itself. I mean, it's, it's in, I mean, it would be embarrassing beyond belief. Right. 
I mean, could you imagine Bird or Magic or Jordan mm-hmm. pulling something like this, or David Robinson pulling something? Oh God! I mean, that the dream. mailman. I mean, could you imagine? And especially, you know, like I said, that was our the dream team being our first time ever having professional players wear like that, and you could tell they were all proud to put on that jersey. Right. Or, or what about the redeem team? Right. Right with um, Kobe Bryant, Kobe, and Dwayne, Bosch, and... Bosch, Dwayne Wade. Mm-hmm. Um, you had LeBron James on that team. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, you had Carmelo Anthony, Carlos Boozer. Yeah, Boozer was on that team. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine? You've got the Black Mamba in in the gym at five a.m. Mm-hmm. and you got other players just rolling in from a night um, in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And continuing to, you know, if, if they were trying to inject their poli- politics, you, you think Kobe would put up with that? Oh, hell no. You think Coach K would have put up with that? Oh, hell no. Exactly. I mean, and, and that's the thing about and see, And obviously, it's called the Redeem Team for a reason because the team that was on, that was out there, I think, was this for the Olympics or was it for just the World Cup of Basketball? I couldn't remember what. No, this was for the Olympics. It was for the Olympics. Yeah. So, and I guess, well, I understand. I guess they, the, the team prior to them, who uh, competed in the in the previous Olympics where so had did a horrid job. Yeah, that was coach under uh, Larry Brown. Right. And it was just terrible. Yeah, I mean, just a shock where so I think it was like Argentina that knocked them off by, and I don't know if anybody knew the name Manu Ginobili right. at that time. but They know, did then. Yep, that fall they found out. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know. uh, but again, to the U.S. women's team, uh, Get your head out of your asses. You're yeah. on the, the, you're on the world stage. You represent this country. Um, you know, I hate to to say it, but maybe you need to take a page out of Brittany Griner's book on eating crow, humble pie, whatever mm-hmm. you know description you can come up with, and realize that the United States is still the greatest country on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, See, and I know that... Um, put your entitled bullshit on the shelf, lace up your shoes, and go out there and kick some ass. Right, exactly. It's like, you know, this constant trying to put into our, uh, put it in front of us about how much you hate this country, it's, re- it's ridiculous. See, that's why I, I appreciated what Jason Whitlock was, so the uh, former sport ESPN Orbeez on... Uh, Blaze were so, and he talked about that. He says, he said in his his words were in his article. He basically said it's like, hey, you know what? It's not un it's not unpatriotic to not cheer for them because you're looking at a team that shows now on three occasions, three occasions now were shown they obviously you know don't really want to represent this country. They're more concerned about you know what what jumps what suits we're wearing to. You know, to there, and then they got. I was watching. I think the beginning of the uh, the game where the U.S. played the Netherlands, and I don't know what Fox was thinking or so, but they got Mega Raponi. She's coming in with her blue hair. And she's wearing these sunglasses. Where and they had her. They had her walking down some hallway, and it looked like she was almost doing like some type of modeling, like walking slow. You know, how you have movies that sit there kind of oh, walk. Yeah. And I'm to myself like, Are you fucking kidding me? Are we about to play a game in like 20 minutes? <laughs> it's like, is this the Mega Raponi? Which, by the way. She's not even starting. So why the hell... Dear, spend- dear irony, right? Exactly. It's like, so why the hell are we sitting up there spending this time focusing on her? 
when when even when she got into the game, she, uh, this last game, she didn't even make a difference. It's like she probably came back, came in like what in the last maybe fifteen minutes or of the second half, didn't even make a difference. Yeah. It's like you know, so and so she's got her own teammates, you know, outside of Megan Kelly, right? You know, so they're saying it's like you know, you seem like you're more a distraction, if anything. Where it's like this is not the Raponi show. You guys are supposed to be out there, like you said, Tim, out there getting ready to win. Now, from what I'm understanding, it's like you know, I would love to see what these odds are for Sweden, because it sounds like people are really thinking Sweden's going to do this up. But you know what? It's like you said, maybe it's it's just what they need. Maybe it's what they need is. Being able to have a Brittany Griner moment where you had an athlete that was going overseas, got caught doing something that, quite frankly, has probably been done several times before. Right. Just this one time in five years or seven years she's been playing over there, she finally got caught. But the point of bringing her up is that she went from not wanting to stand for the national anthem when she's playing WNBA to spending 10 months in a Russian jail. Right. You know, and came back. And then when they were asked about it, I was like, yeah, when I came back and everything, you know, and I was standing there and hearing hearing the national anthem, you know, things just seem completely different now. Yeah, you're damn skippy and everything yep. because now you know what it's like when you're outside the country and you find out this, quote, horrible country and everything actually came to save your ass. Yeah. Then it was a different story. So pertaining to this is like, is that is that really what we need, Tim? Is that is, is, Are we at a point that we feel that we need the United States to finally not only lose, but let's just say they give and they give a complete butt kicking. Like, you know, like I like Brazil and I remember how bad I felt about when I saw Brazil, when I saw Germany beat Brazil was, I think it was like three or four and they lost seven to one. It was a national tragedy uh, for the famous Brazil, the five time men's winning champions losing seven to one. Yeah, they would definitely be remembered more for losing than for winning. Exactly, exactly. But so. I guess my question is, is that the wake-up call that maybe U.S. soccer needs to be able to say, like you said, get off, you know, get your head out of your ass, get back to playing soccer, please revamp this in 2027? That's a good question. You know, so, but that's how I think about it. And also, uh, and I hope that, you know, they they will, you know, get it together, focus on soccer, it's like that. Stop being this little sideshow and do your job. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, hey, guys, you know, we definitely would love to hear your comments uh, about this subject. And all. once again, please reach out to us at feedback at unwokedtheshow.com. That's feedback at unwokedtheshow.com. Definitely want to hear what you guys thought about this. What's your thoughts? And also, do you think that, you know, there should be sports uh, politics out of sports? Maybe some of you guys who might be big fans or some other teams like, you know, where do you stand on this? We'd love to hear from you. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Look forward to talking to you next week. All right. Take care.